Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. I just got a little down within the past 10 minutes. I was going to start today's episode. Uh, I try to start with something fun, funny, whatever. We're debuting a new segment uh, for each of us this week. Uh, but I just got severely upset. I, uh, I just went outside for my little uh, my pregame smoke. I, I am a smoker. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. God's not done making me yet. Um, my next my Crosser Street neighbor apparently had 10 puppies, newborn, running around her front yard. And I couldn't go play with them because I had to come back in here and do the show. So, people, the sacrifices we make, I'm choosing you over playing with puppies. We are on episode 96 of the Central Wrestling Podcast, closing 100, boys. Who would have thought? Uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, I guess maybe coming up on two years in May, we'd be on for this long. A dream from Sheriff and myself, powered always by the Eastern Observer. You can taste the power. Uh, I did get fined last week. As you can see, I'm not suspended for forgetting my Eastern Observer Cup uh, last week when I was in Portes and Nunes. But Alf is here back with me as well. All four cats are present and accounted for, so Alf was a good boy while I was away. Um with us uh, on the bottom part of our screen, the first ever PWB champion, the living legend, John the Connie. John, how are things today? Not bad, not bad. Let me just say, you are a far better man than I. The idea of a puppy pile on a nice, plush Jersey front lawn, I'm okay. not sure I'd have made it back in. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. I called my wife outside, too, and I think I'm sleeping on the couch tonight just because she wanted one, and I... I there's no one here to take care of it sometimes. <laughs> you know, my, my cats are responsible, but, you know, Alf, he's, he's busy. Ted's, Ted's got a nine-to-five. Uh, on the top part of our screen as well, uh, filling in for John Smith today. Unfortunately, uh, some sad news. I, I announce John Smith every week as Mike made his cousin, which he is. Uh, it's, not, it's not a technical family blood thing, but they're, you know, they grew up childhood friends. Unfortunately, uh, Mike made his mother passed. Uh, so our condolences to the Maida family and John Smith. We are so sorry to hear about your loss. Uh, subbing in for John Smith. Actually, before we do, we'll get John Smith his shout out. He know, you know, he would want us uh, to bring this up. <laughs> uh, from MinutesToBellTime.com, the owner, the CEO of MinutesToBellTime.com, where you get all, where I get all my news and uh, match results and. Uh, and stuff. He sponsors our graphics. He creates our graphics for us. Ryan Joy, ladies and gentlemen, who was in attendance at Revolution last night, he paid homage for Prince. Also, I was there. Yeah, I was there uh, Sunday as well. What did I say, Saturday? Well, yesterday. But <laughs> yesterday. I mean, I don't know how I feel about you. Oh, Ryan's here. A long introduction about someone who had passed away to set him up. <laughs> Well, you know, like Mike Mann is just as much a part of the show, even though he, I know, I know Mike watches and I know he chimes in. So, but yeah, so condolences out to the Mada family, Ryan Joy. Thank you for always hopping. You would be uh, here with us on our first segment anyway. Uh, but before we get to that, our headlines uh, from today's episode: Josh Alexander has signed a new contract and made an immediate impact eh, uh, at Sacrifice. 
We have a new Intercontinental Champion again on SmackDown. Little hot potato. It's a, I don't want to say it's a little refreshing, uh, but normally you see, you know, a guy wins a championship, and then it's just like, oh well, he just got it. He's not going to lose it right away. But yeah, every once in a while, you get a little hot potato. So new Intercontinental Champion on SmackDown. Uh, if you want to see Stone Cold Steve Austin on the KO show at WrestleMania, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, there we go. Aaron Happy, as always, is with us to discuss the NXT UK and the UK championship match from this past Thursday. We make our picks for this week's upcoming shows presented by Minutes to Bell Time and sponsored, as always, by ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And guys, why is it? Did that graphic disappear? The graphic disappeared. No, it didn't. Feel like it, too. It's all the way up top where the advertisements are supposed to. Uh, here are the raw roll-up standings going into last week's action. Raw with a uh, commanding lead over AEW just ahead of Impact. So uh, Impact started off strong in the beginning. Raw put their beer down or told somebody to hold it. Probably told NXT UK to hold it. They haven't been doing anything. Uh, hold my beer because we're coming in. Uh, we are going to curtain jerk the show with AEW with Revolution. I, I got a revolution and you say uh, you say we sang I sang OAR last week. I won't do it again this week. But uh Ryan Joy, uh the main event, Adam Page, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Um, a match that has some story to it. It goes all the way back to the Ring of Honors. I almost feel like this was a uh a Ring of Honor show with all the handshakes and all the references and everything. Uh you can tell Tony owns it now. This was a really interesting uh, match. You know, I, I was there, like like you said, and I don't know why I didn't see this coming, but this was not a slick crowd at all. I mean, I know Adam Cole is from Panama City, and I know, you know, we're in NXT's backyard and everything, but this crowd was 100% behind Adam the whole time. Let's go, Adam Chance. This is Adam the whole time. Um you know, the, the, the out comes the out comes Red Dragon at one point. Dark Order comes out. Uh, we see, you know, really, really uh, creative. I watched it back with commentary afterwards. Uh, Adam Cole hits the boom knee. Ah. <laughs> play against your friends, play against your family, play against Maggie. I, I Maggie, guess that's play against that. Maggie because she's just kicks all our asses. Uh, in that picture, <laughs> so that so Al just put up a, a comment by my mother. In that picture, there's actually a young Ryan in that picture that was in there. Oh, so. they're really Ooh, yeah. back up there. So yeah, not not the one with the cowboy hat, the other one with a full head of hair at the time. Oh, I thought you were Hangman Page all the way back in the day. And Al, you'll appreciate that. I believe that's a hockey shirt. I was wearing. <laughs> I know the times they haven't changed. Uh, anyway, Adam Cole hits the boom knee, but he forgets to put down the pad, uh, which comes into play, you know, moments later when Hangman Page hits the boom knee. In the in the end, the buckshot lariat, Hangman Page wins the match, retains the title, puts Adam Cole behind him, and, and we'll see where Adam Cole goes from here. But uh, good match. Good match, really good match. Yeah, I want to say that's Adam Cole's first one-on-one uh, -on -one loss. I know, I believe he lost a uh, six-man with the Bucks a while ago, but I think that's his first one-on-one. -on -one. Or did he lose to Cassidy? He lost to Orange Cassidy. He right? lost to Orange Cassidy in a non-sanctioned match, so it's not in their record books. But I something can't. About, yeah, something about that household. They, yeah. they, you know, they they win everything that's sanctioned, but you put them in those non-sanctioned matches. 
Uh, Ryan, uh, the match right before that, I'm actually, I, everyone clamoring for John Moxley, Brian Danielson. Uh, again, Moxley was, was big on the fact that he's never beaten him. That was a big uh, story for him. But there also was a, a, a thing where Daniel Bryan wants to work them to work together. Uh, Moxley's, you want us to be friends, you got to bleed with me first. So they, they had to go through the war to possibly uh, be cohorts here, I guess we're it's true. It, was, it wasn't quite the semi-main. There was that six-man tag that was between them, but oh, right. but um, this match was was very very good, very hard hitting. There was blood, uh, and it ended in such a way where they could obviously go back to it again. Um, you know, Danielson had Moxley in a submission. Moxley rolled him over. Referee counted three. If you were there in attendance, you know we didn't have the benefit of a camera angle. Um, couldn't believe that was the end of the match. It, it didn't even look, it didn't look to me like Danielson's shoulders were even down. Um, but anyway, it was the end of the match. And Danielson also could not believe it was the end of the match. He was very upset about it. Uh, he didn't offer John Moxley his hand. It looked like things were going to explode. A lot of shoving, had a big pull apart. All the officials come down to pull these two guys apart. Uh, and the AEW officials were not enough to to adequately separate them but when but when william regal uh lord regal whatever he's going to be known by in uh in aew stepped through those ropes they st they stepped back and they both got a heck of a paintbrush from william regal uh he taught them better they shook hands and now i i have to assume that brian danielson and john moxley are one of two things is going to happen either they are going to be a tandem with William Regal as the manager uh, of, you know, the, in the management position, or on this week's episode of Dynamite, they'll put a, a microphone in Regal's hand so he can say, War Games, or Blood and Guts. Or uh, what's the War Games? The, the, the Bloodbath? What's their name? Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts. Blood, blood and Guts. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to it for uh, now. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. Everyone's kind of clamoring. Is Regal going to be the the coach? I, I would say a coach or just some type of way to get these two to work together going forward. I think that's a pretty interesting dynamic. If anyone, I think I don't think anybody else would would fit that part other than Regal. Um, and the other thing that comes to mind immediately is Adam Cole hates William Regal. So like, there's gonna be there's gonna be more NXT uh, backlash. That's just two copyright infringements right there for AEW. Um, with Adam Cole, if he sees Regal like, walking around, I thought I got rid of you, you know, or something. You know, there's gonna be something <laughs> fun. And all this went down in Orlando. There's it never been an episode of NXT television uh, taped or broadcast. Uh, well, I'm not quite sure, but most. Most NXT television has taken place right there in Orlando. So, uh, John DeConi, uh, we didn't quite have my props back. Yeah, we didn't really have uh, the cat collar match that I that I wanted. Uh, they didn't use dog collars. They didn't put the chain to connect them. Old school Roddy Piper versus Greg Valentine. Was Greg Valentine in the audience this time? The last time they had a dog no. collar match, Greg was there. Now Greg wasn't there. No, no, but didn't see him. Yeah, he's probably hanging around drinking beers with beefcake, like in that picture uh, for mm -hmm. Valentine's yeah. Day. But, uh, yeah, John DeCounty had this one. So again, just ring of honor. Woo. Oh, yeah, it definitely had those overtones right from the start because MJF 
because he likes to screw with people, especially the audience and his opponents. Uh, CM Punk's music starts. Cult of Personality is playing. And then kind of, you know, needle scratch across the vinyl. MJF's music plays. MJF comes out with a big bleep-eating grin on his face like, fool you. And, uh, you know, he's already getting heavy booze. He, that's the, you know, not that he needs help getting cheap heel heat. Uh, but not to be upstaged, CM Punk would follow with one of, uh, I'm not, wasn't a huge ROH fan, so I don't know if he used multiple different entrances, but he used one of his old entrance songs, uh, Miseria Cantare. He came out in his black and white triple X uh, uh, ring of honor ring gear and uh, entry gear. And he was, you know, just kind of shot out of a cannon right from the start. You know, we saw he took that bloodbath on the, one of the last shows of the week. And, you know, there it was. I, I thought for sure this was uh, finally Punk's going to put over MJF. It makes sense. MJF should win this, needs to win this. And then MJF went and let the cat out of the bag that he is the ultimate scumbag a little bit too soon, leading to this being CM Punk getting his revenge. And these two just tore each other apart. And blood was plentiful. And in when we get towards the end here, around the 24-minute mark, MJF screams for Wardlow to come from backstage. Wardlow was not too far removed from uh, competing in the face of the Revolution ladder match, but he's apparently had enough time to shower. He comes out in a nice three-piece suit, makes his way down to ringside. Max is looking for the dynamite diamond ring. Uh-oh, Wardlow can't find it. Punk yanks him back into the center of the ring. MJF, that is. He gives him the go to sleep. He falls, MJF does, into a puddle of the thumbtacks that he brought out. Now suddenly, Wardlow reaches in one more pocket. Oh, wait, I do have the ring. <laughs> he places it on the edge of the apron, making eye contact with CM Punk and giving him a nod and, you know, it's just short of a wink. CM Punk picks up the Dynamite Diamond Ring, a right hand with a loaded fist to the chin of one Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and a one-two-three for CM Punk, and he got to leave the Cult of Personality. Yeah, and I said with that with that ring attire too. Somebody I didn't I said I wasn't a bit not a big Ring of Honor guy. I always liked Ring of Honor. I didn't watch it way back in the day when Punk was there, but that was I guess Punk wore that same or right. the theme attire. In a dog collar match against Raven way back in the day, so that was a nice little thing. And Punk was, uh, you know, he was heavily influenced by Raven. I remember the, that's when I saw when I saw Punk for the first time. It was in in TNA in the early days when he was a part of Raven's gathering with Julio De Niro and Alexis Lurie, who became Mickey James. So um, one little history there, yeah. So CM Punk goes on. Uh, MJF has is going to uh, possibly Wardlow's going to have some uh, reprimands coming on Wednesday. I, I, I might think he knew it was in the other pocket. I'm not. I don't know. Wardlow looks like a smart guy. I think he knew it was in that other pocket. <laughs> uh, Jurassic Express they defeated Red Dragon and the Young Bucks after uh, was it thoracic? How do you how do you say that, John McCauley? Thoracic. 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 It's, gotcha. Thoracic it's, Express. It's, it's, uh, to retain the tag team championships, absolutely great triple threat tag team match. Go back and watch that one. That one was good. Uh, John the Connie, uh, the curtain jerk of the main card, 
uh, again, is we, we have one guy, uh, you know, just like Brian Danielson was to John Moxley. Chris Jericho is saying the same thing. They had to can't, you can't win the big one. And Chris Jericho will always be the big one in AEW. Yes, indeed. So uh, he and Kingston have gotten pretty personal, pretty ugly with each other. And now these two aren't two of the biggest guys. You know, it's not like when uh, uh, the, the Jinder Mahal and uh, uh, Drew McIntyre beat each other sen- senseless. I guess kept saving oh. there. Ah, didn't realize that. I, I didn't see the I didn't see the cardboard box this time. I wasn't paying attention. I guess. Close oh enough. yeah, I can't believe he sat there the whole the whole show with that cardboard box over his head. As long, as, whatever, as, long as that cardboard box isn't on Penelope Ford's head, I'm fine with whatever came off of it. <laughs> uh, anyway, getting back to Kingston and Jericho, uh, you know, like I said, they're not the biggest guys, but if you are a fan of just absolute just violence and hard hit this this one was almost as hard hitting uh, not quite as nuanced and fluid but almost as hard hitting as moxley and daniel bryan these two just slapped the hell out of each other and for a 40 year old and 51 year old man this was a hell for 14 plus minutes uh, in the end, Jericho, or close to the end, Jericho would rip off a turnbuckle pad, and almost always the case in wrestling, it would come back to hurt him when he missed the Judas effect and instead made contact with his elbow to the iron uh, turnbuckle ring in the corner. Uh, Eddie would hit uh, two of his spinning back fists and then tie him up in what is apparently known as the uh, plum, uh, the stretch plum, and yanked on it a couple times, eventually got the tap from Jericho. And then at the end of the match, as Jericho said, if he lost, he would give Eddie his due. He would give him his proper respect. He would shake his hand. Well, that didn't happen. Jericho could not bring himself to do it. They came close. Jericho's hand was out there. Eddie's was out there waiting for him. In the end, Jericho said, nah, the hell with it, and just kind of walked away. So I don't want to say this one's not over, as in they're going to fight a whole bunch more times, but there will be more fallout from this because Chris Jericho did not keep his word and showed no honor. And again, I don't I don't think it is either. And that was gonna be my next question. Uh for either of you answer quickly because we still have a lot to go over with, with Revolution. Like this whole thing started with Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Uh, they were not mentioned last week when they were going Eddie when when Jericho actually turned heel and Eddie turned face for whatever reason. Um, well, Santana they, they like get involved now because I mean this whole thing and they didn't show up at the pay per view. Good, that's fine. They got their one on one with no interference. But Santana, well, Santana and Ortiz are going to be deep into this, Ryan. Yeah, they they did kind of shake hands with Chris um, in a in a segment on Dynamite after you know Chris and Eddie Kingston agreed to their match. Um, so they seem to be aligned with Jericho. Now, whether they'll stay that way with the way that Jericho behaved after the match is yet to be determined. There is a segment that has been advertised for Wednesday where Jericho addresses Eddie Kingston. So we'll see where this goes pretty quickly from here. Okay, Shane Swerve Strickland is now All Elite, the former Isaiah Swerve Scott leader. 
of uh, what was their faction name? Hit row. Hit row. Hit row. Hit row. So Isaiah, as we mentioned earlier, William Regal, they stay joined now. Uh, you can see them. Uh, I think Swerve is on the left there. Regal, as the manager, is down on the bottom. They join the the AEW roster. <laughs> you know, I need to. I, I'm gonna. I want to jump in right now because um, this is appropriate to your your graphic there, roster graphic. In the post show media scrum, he Tony Khan was asked about the Ring of Honor purchase, and he said that he is going to be trying to. Uh, keep ring of honor as a separate brand with a separate roster so i don't know if that means that that uh enormous list that you just showed that that one if that's going to be like cut in half and part will go over to ring of honor or if that means ring of honor will have an equally enormous roster we'll we'll have to wait and see <laughs> I, that i'm out. not exactly sure if ring of honor is going to have the tv time to have that type of roster he does have aew has three hours a week they don't think they have enough tv yeah. time for that roster he was asking uh, about distribution. I just want Dalton Castle to get a job back. Like this, that's, that's just, <laughs> just bring Dalton Castle back, please. I need this. Uh, Gary just chimed in on the private chat. It's funny. He was looking for Shane Swerve McMahon. So uh, he didn't get what he wanted. He got straight from Dalton McMahon. Whose house? Yeah. Jade Cargill. Actually, I, I, spoiler, I, I said it, I put it in my notes. Didn't even have to change anything. Jade Cargill defeated Ty Conti after Jaded to retain the TBS championship. <laughs> uh, there, there's those two go ripping off Tamina and Akira Tozawa. Am I right? <laughs> Somehow much uh, more satisfying. Though. Yeah. The House of Black uh, on the buy-in show, uh, they defeated Pac, Penta, and Eric Redbeard filling in for uh, Not Ready Ray Phoenix yet. Um after the mist to the eyes by Aleister Black, followed by the better than the V trigger by Buddy Matthews, and then uh, the Gonzo bomb, which I believe is just greetings from Asbury Park, John McConney. I like that very nice. Indeed. Uh, by Brody Queen, uh, Brody King for the win, all on Eric Redbeard. So he showed up to be a nice guy and help out a cause here. He took three straight finishers. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a Gonzo bomb on. Redbeard is not something I expected to see. Yeah. New. <laughs> Book defeated QT Marshall after locking in Red Rum. And then uh, that was after the pre-show. Uh, we have two matches. Actually, before we get to that, here are our standings uh, after AEW Revolution. I was a Thunder Rosa win away from a perfect pay-per-view. I'll get to that match in a second because it ties into a match uh, tomorrow night on Dynamite. Uh, Ryan Joy with a one-point lead took the lead over John DeCani. Uh, John DeCani unfortunately picked the tag team title match incorrectly. Ryan Joy, uh, he, he took the, uh, the Death Triangle and uh, Eric Redbeard. So because of those points, uh, that's why uh, they have the same record. But Ryan's got a couple more points because the tag title match was worth more. So, Ryan Joy, you asked the pre-production. I'm going to let you make the decision right here. St. Patrick's Day Slam is next Wednesday. There is nothing left for us to pick for this season in AEW, and you are the AEW champion. If you would <laughs> like to score St. Patrick's Day Slam and put your title on the line for John Akani to catch you, I will do it. I will make the decision yours. I'm a fighting champion. There you go. I right. cannot. You set that up, and there is absolutely no possible way I could be like, 
I'm just gonna be a chicken and run away. No, of course. <laughs> we pick this bat. We have to pick one. I don't know what character you're playing right now, right? You can play the heel if you want. You we we have to decide whether Wardlow is gonna win the TNT championship, I believe. I think that's on that, that show. Yeah. It's a they, it's they have two matches slated. We'll we'll get into it because the matches tomorrow night leak into uh, uh St. Patrick's Day Slam. Uh, as I mentioned, I was a Thunder Rosa went away. Britt Baker got the win after hitting her third stomp on Thunder Rosa to retain the AEW Women's Championship. On the buy-in, Layla Hirsch defeated Chris Statler. I spy a jersey curl here, boys. No one else wanted to. Everybody was on Statlander. Um, after hitting Statlander with a spare turnbuckle, a spare turnbuckle. I didn't even know they kept those under the ring. Uh, <laughs> followed by the moonsault. Uh, so what they have going into... Uh, tomorrow night on Dynamite, they're going to have a women's championship oh, uh, eliminator match or number one contenders match. It's all the same nomenclature, right? It's all the same thing. Uh, Thunder Rosa is going to go up against Layla Hirsch. The winner will get the good doctor on St. Patrick's Day Slam. So, Brian Joy, as our senior AEW correspondent, and I guess I would say technically defending champion, but you're putting in your first place on the line. Yeah, we'll give you the chance here to make your pick first uh, for this match. You know, it almost makes no sense to me that they put, you know, they give Layla Hirsch her first, her, her big win. And then I feel like they're, she's going to lose to Thunder Rosa. I mean, th I'm picking Thunder Rosa here, but it just, it doesn't seem logical to have Layla come in, you know, get this big win and then immediately stop her. But I think that's what's happening. Uh, Gary just pointed out a good thing. Gary's still in the running here. He's 80 points behind. Uh, so, he, you know, in, in he could probably, catch it's yeah. anybody's game. It yeah. is in a, probably the nine-point show. It's, it's it's still up for grabs. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan. Who did you pick? I was I was reading Travis's uh, comment. Who, who did I you picked pick? I picked Thunder Rosa. Thunder, that's what I thought you were taking. John DeConi. Yeah, I, I wish I could say I'm going the other way to to try and make that happen. Well, that's not for points anyway. But yeah, give me uh, give me Thunder Rosa because I mean, come on. The St. Patrick's Day Slam is in is in Texas, so it's either going to be. Thunder Rosa winning the title or Steve Austin, as we know. So, <laughs> somebody has to show up. Kevin Owens won't show up. I can tell you that. He doesn't want to go there. He doesn't want to go there for WrestleMania. Uh, I guess he kind of does, though. Yeah, we'll get it that. Um, I'm going to go Layla. Screw it. I don't freaking don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep this jersey wave going. Because a lot of, of female jersey champions. A lot of females challenging for championships. Main eventing SmackDown. Keep this one going, Layla. It was a good, it was a good week for jersey girls this week. Uh, and as we alluded to earlier, Wardlow, he won the Face of the Revolution ladder match. He will get a TNT Championship match next Wednesday at St. Patrick's Day Slam. Uh, but as promised by – oh, why am I breaking on his name? I love this guy. What's his name? Dan, Dan Lambert. Thank you. Dan Lambert. I've been a bad memory day today. Uh, as promised by Dan Lambert that Scorpio Sky would be getting a TNT Championship opportunity before the winner – of the uh, of the ladder match, and that came to fruition as Sammy Guevara uh, has to do. I guess it's an interstation uh, championship here. He's going to defend the TNT championship on TBS. He's entering Jade Cargill's territory here. Um, I'm going to go bonus points for that if it goes to that for the for next week. But uh, I think John DeCani, uh, real quick, there was something involved with Paige Van Zant in this as well. Yeah, the the. The uh, the parlay was uh, in order to get that match for Scorpio Sky, Lambert had to deliver 
uh, Paige Van Zandt at Revolution to sign her AEW contract, which I guess was supposed to throw us off a little bit when Tony came out to say he was about to sign a contract, except he kept flipping the uh, paper forward so that you could see it said swerve in huge letters across the bottom of it. So, anyway. <laughs> Uh, also, John the Connie uh, at uh, Revolution, the final match that we didn't. I guess John Ryan called the semi main event. I still don't. I don't get how that grammatically makes sense, but it's whatever you want to call it. Uh, Sammy Guevara, Sting, and Darby Allen. They defeated Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy after a Scorpion Death Drop by Darby. Oh, the one. There you go, Sting. I'll let you do your Stinger spot. Uh, Matt Hardy followed by the coffin drop for the win. That match was a complete bleep show, including a sixty-two-year-old man jumping off of. Uh, I guess a mezzanine level onto a lower level through three tables. Um, but you can't take a buckle bomb from Seth Rollins. So he's, he's not <laughs> medically like, cleared. But, Adam, this is weird. Like, this is, it's like it's bizarro fun. world in AEW. Yeah. Everyone's indestructible. Um, one thing, Al, before we move off of Revolution. Oh, the whole show, regarding the whole show, Revolution, there's five, six matches that I think were great. Uh, I, I, an amazing show. Just a winner is is me. That's you're gonna use that really soon. We were starting a new segment. Ryan joins and we'll throw the first one ever. Uh, we're just gonna pick a, a winner is you uh, moment of the week. It could be a past prior match, it could be a match upcoming. Ryan Joy, a winner is you for AEW Revolution. Excellent show. Can't, um, I mean, Revolution, I, I want to say, of the four a, big AEW shows, is kind of the always the dark horse, it's not really the, the big one. Um, but man, did they deliver a good card and a good show? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. I don't think there's ever been an AEW pay per view that I haven't enjoyed or anybody hasn't enjoyed. So uh, so did we pick a TNT uh, championship match winner going into oh. um, going into Wardlow at uh, St. Patrick's Day Slam? Ryan Joy, are we gonna have uh, Sammy or or uh, Scorpio? I'm glad I get to pick the the Wardlow match for points because I think this one's a little harder. Scorpio Sky hasn't lost a match in over a year. Uh, he also hasn't really competed on TV very much, so uh, it's not really that big of a credential, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, it's like being injured for 11 months and saying you've been undefeated the whole time. Um, I'm going to pick Sammy to retain because I think he's going to drop it to Wardlow the next week. I, I'll, I will agree with that, and there's a reason why Walter and Kaylee Ray's championship reign were as long as they were. We're on TV for seven months, John the Connie. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say Scorpio Sky gets it here because then you go, because Wardlow is kind of bordering on making a face turn. So then you could, you could kind of have him fully do it when he beats Scorpio Sky. And then Lambert and Sky and Paige can go nuts forever about the fact that, you know, they finally got their shot and it was, you know, uh, taken away from them a week later. So give me Scorpio Sky in this one. Good. I guess that's the one thing we kind of wanted to see in AEW is actually what they just did on SmackDown with the Intercontinental title. I know that was from an injury standpoint that they had to take it off of Nakamura, plus the plot line for Knoxville going forward. And we'll get into that. But if you don't see Hot Potato ever in AEW, uh, you win a championship, you get a minimum 150-day uh, title reign. <laughs> so like it's uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, it would be interesting. Yeah, exactly. The, the fact that it would be a Dan Lambert guy that gets you know the title defense you know, loses first title defense in seven days. Like that would just that would make him lose his mind, and that would be so much fun to see sitting up in a balcony. So, gentlemen, we will bid you adieu for uh, the time being. We are going to go overseas 
to our favorite NXT UK correspondent, ladies and gentlemen, Gary Mahethi. Gary, top of the evening to you, Malati. Evening. I keep sort of moving around the house. So I'm trying to find the right spot. So I'm in my third <laughs> different position of the night. So I, I, yeah, you, you had the, 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 the yeah, you were about in the living room uh, yeah. during pre-production. <laughs> <laughs> so Gary, uh we had our championship match. Nathan Frazier, he had his his first win in about 25 chances. <laughs> and he thought he was championship ready. Dragon all kind of laughed it off, but said, I'll oh, screw it, whatever. You know, if you want to fight, I'll fight you. So how do you think uh Dragonoff did it with Frazier? I thought it was great. And they obviously it was a night of a million. <laughs> That's true. There's a night of a million German suplexes on obviously, but I mean it was Fraser, we know Nathan Fraser, we know is good, um, or is great, and just hasn't had a chance. But say I, there were a couple of things that, that I really did love. I mean, the my whole match was great, but when you had Dragonoff hitting a couple of German suplexes and then Fraser rolling through, but Dragonoff caught him and hit the third one um, to do that, and then you had turning the the, the Hurricane Ran into the power bomb, did that another German suplex, and then eventually. Obviously, Dragunov finished him with whatever his move now is. The chest region. The diving headbutt to the chest region, I believe, is the new Exactly, yeah. That's it. yeah. I was waiting to see what they called it and thought, oh, there we are. What uh, a maneuver! I was almost waiting on the dub Vince McMahon in over the top saying that. <laughs> <laughs> just in the middle of in the middle of Nigel and Andy Shepard commentating, just stop and just hear Vince going, oh, that's great, what a minute, and just go that, on. The, the first pandemic show when they had to go down to the performance center and they were scrambling and whatever reason they decided to put triple h on commentary and he said it about maybe like two or three times throughout the show i was dying <laughs> i thought that was so funny yeah. anyway, no i mean it yeah. was it was it was a great it was a great match and obviously nathan fraser came up short which we expected he would but yeah, i think it's does. something that will hopefully um move him up a card a bit and sort of move him up towards upper mid card and see where we go so. Yeah, so we can rattle off some more winter. Like I said, he, he's not he, not that he's been bad. Like he, I've enjoyed every match he's been in. Like it's just he's just not winning. And then the fun time he finally wins. Oh, I think I'm ready for a championship. Get the hell out of here! You're still at the back of the line. Get behind Jack Stars. He just he just came up. What he just showed out uh, earlier in the night. Him and Mastiff they defeated pretty deadly. Uh, after Stars had a sit down power bomb on Stoker for the win, a huge upset. Stars was pissed that Stoker took Stars' new jacket that Master gave him before the match. That's what kind of fired him up. Uh, but holy crap. And the, the look on Mastiff's face, I think, was, uh, <laughs> was telling the story. That's what really sold it. That's it. It was the power of the reverse steakhouse jacket that did it. That's what it was. It was like he had him, he had him sorted. But no, it, it's, and I say it was great for the two of them. As we've said for a long time when they were talking about Jack Stars being the gatekeeper and so on, you kind of go, you know, fair's fair. He's really, A, he's in even unbelievable shape. He's a good wrestler, and it's good to see him and Dave being like the big big man, little man tag team. So. All right, so uh, then we had a bad stage segment. I guess they this was uh, filmed after the tag team championship match uh, the week prior. Uh, Smith and Carter think they deserve one more shot at the tag titles after Trent Seven uh, pushed Ashton Smith on the rope, foot off the rope while he was being pinned. Uh, allowing for their miss uh for the victory 
And I guess Tyler Bates' logic was, you know, we didn't win on the titles on our first try either, so screw it. Let's give it to him again. I don't know if that's going to fly well. Trent kind of played it off. I don't think I don't think that's flying well with him, though. So that match, uh, as Brian uh, likes to do, uh, no did announce yet, but uh, initial thoughts on, on a rematch. And like I said, now we're treading the line where if Taylor, if Tyler takes this loss... I mean, I, I could nearly see them. I mean, when the rematch comes up, and I say it'll be another great match, but when it comes up, you could nearly see them having a more overt Trent Seven cheat, and Tyler sees it, and this time is kind of going, "What are you doing?" And either he takes part with it, which I don't think he will, and or else it leads to like the third match, and then they do lose, and then Seven turns. I still, I'm still waiting on the Trent Seven turn at some point, but. We'll see. If Tyler takes the loss when he was the one, yeah, yeah shit, what yeah. Are you? you guys are nice guys. You fought hard. I'll give you another shit. <laughs> Hand out title shots to everybody. And meanwhile, Trent's, you know, again, it seems like Trent's got his career on the line every time yeah. he steps into the ring. He takes his bed seriously. So uh, we'll see what happens when uh, when that match gets booked. Uh, there was a film crew that Eve dropped on Zaya Brookside's phone call to her father. <laughs> she asked him to call some of her connections to help her out. Uh, I don't know. She got pissed at the cameraman, which was fun. He but he has to hear in the beginning of the phone call. Be like, oh, okay, then. Anyway, like, he has to appear at some at some point. Robbie Brookside has to appear over here. It, I mean, it's 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 too good a story not to. But NXT UK's version of Aruka Salt. She's <laughs> killing this, killing this guy. Uh, there was a video package from that forest again that we kind of couldn't figure out. I was right, Gary. That was definitely if a Valkyrie. She sounds <laughs> terrible, though. Uh, did you hear grunting and snorting? Maybe she had a cold or something when they filmed this. The hunt Must is just the beginning, apparently. According to the catchphrase, the hunt is just beginning for one wild boar. Yeah, it looks as if it is wild boar. So hopefully they'll do something with him. Obviously, he was on force to be injured, I think he was. So. And I think this is perfect timing because I think uh, maybe I think it was last week when they they did the video package with Eddie Dennis trying to remotivate uh, symbiosis, you know, pulling the arrow back. You have to go back to go forward before. I, th I thought that was a great analogy. So I love I love listening to Eddie Dennis. But uh, yeah, it was not Elton Valkyrie. She wasn't snorting grunting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have two matches going into. Uh, this week, uh, this Thursday, Gary, and like I said, you weren't in pre-production when I announced it, and, and Ryan actually became the first one to do it, but what we're going to do is the, the winner of you uh, pick of the week. I don't mean to speak for you, Gary, but a, a, a winner is you. Dee Familia jumped a kid in a training facility. Dempsey was acting a little two-faced here. Uh, that was... Was that sincere that he was really not liking who he's becoming with Teal Man and, and Rohan Raja? In the meantime, we got this on Thursday, Gary. A winner is you. Yeah. It has to be has to be Mr. Man Crush 2022. <laughs> I can't I can't go I can't go against Big Charlie. No, you can't Charlie that's I'm I'm gonna root for Charlie and you can you can do this because it's if if that was a, like a two-faced thing, if he's playing both, it seems like he's playing both hands of the, of yeah. the, the whatever the phrase, both hands of the car, I don't even know what the phrase is, <laughs> both hands of something. Um, 
and he really doesn't want to be there, but he's just playing along. Like, you know, if, if, if Rohan and Teal Man start winning matches for him, that's gonna, I think that's gonna piss him off. Like, he's gonna yeah. win on his own. I think, I think he knows that. So, I think maybe you get a, uh, you know, a, a defamilia interference for him to beat a kid, and then a kid's going, right, dude, do it by yourself. First of all, you're telling me that you don't like who you're going to be coming. Now you're cheating. Now you, there's a yeah. lot you can do here. So I, 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 I'm going to be with you. I'm going to get the Charlie Dempsey uh, yeah. win here as well. But Gary, like I said, the Gary Maheffi, the winner of you moment match of the week. A kid, <laughs> Charlie Dempsey, tune in this Thursday afternoon, Eastern time. Uh, oh, not yet. Uh, 8 p.m. Uh, the mountain, the Greenwich Mountain time. Where GMT? Greenwich Mean Time. That's it. Greenwich Mean Time. Uh, and then I saw the graphic right now. We have an NXT UK Heritage Cup Championship match. Our reigning defending champion, greatest UK superstar of all time, Noam Dar, against Joe Coffey. Now, this has been stemming last week. They had a match. Mark Coffey defeated Shaw Samuel after a running elbow to the back of Shaw's head. Uh, so, some momentum from Gallus. Uh, you know what the funny thing was about this? On, on Joe Coffey's tights. Uh, it was is a G O O T or G B O T. I'm I'm sitting on the greatest one of all time. I'm so, I couldn't figure out, Gary, for the light. How long has he been wearing those? And I never knew it stood for Gallus Boys on top until yeah. like last week or two weeks ago. I'm not sure how long he was because actually, if I'm honest, the, when he came out at first as well, I actually looked and went, what? And then thought, oh, G B O T. Okay, it made sense then. And he's yeah, been wearing it for a while. I didn't actually. It was the, when he, when they took over the the the, the Scottish uh, Supernova sessions, and right. they, that was on the graphic, and they were calling it Gallus Boys on top. I'm like, hey, <laughs> although I unfortunately don't think there'd be a Gallus Boy on top in the Heritage Cup match. To be fair about it, I think like we talked about last week. Depending on what way last week's result goes, this week will go the opposite. And I think Noam Dar is gonna somehow wheedle his way into winning the match. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a great notch on his championship resume, though. A title defense yeah. against Joe Coffey. That's uh, that's big. That's a guy who's main evented two of the three UK takeovers. You know, like yeah. Joe Coffey's he's he's a top guy. Gallus boys on top. So, Gary, uh, thank you so much. I know uh, actually we have NXT uh, Roadblock tonight. We got a huge interpromotional triple threat match. Uh, with Breaker and Champa and Dolph Ziggler, we have a tag title match with your boys. So, uh, any uh, after a big win from Gunther, uh, Gunther last week, how are you feeling about this? How are you feeling with Walter and, and Gunther, uh, whatever? Uh, in the Nickelodeon, I, I, I think me, it's great. I just the name change is still stupid, I don't understand it. But, um, as far as him being there. I'm almost still surprised Vince has managed to talk him into staying over for as long as he has, but he seems to have gone across. And I do think at some point I could still see if they decide to make the Raw after WrestleMania big, I could still see um, him coming out there because the hardcore fans would know who he is. There's a lot of European fans across Romania and he would get a big pop. So I still think he could get a, a shot on the main roster because Vince, does love him like Vince likes him. So would, would Fabian and Martel go with him? You think? I think that they would. I mean, I, I think if he hadn't have gone across, they would never have got the call up. But I think as a group, the three of them just look like a proper 
act and they look like a proper faction. So I could see him bringing them across. Plus, it would mean he would have other people to kind of run interference for him and do his bidding, like sort of as a lackeys or whatever. So. Yes, yes, and that's the big thing. And then, guy, I, I, I don't want to bring this up because I don't want to ruin your mood, but maybe part of the deal is if you come here, Jimmy's got to come with me. And, you know, if, if he, I can see Ginny in Imperium. I can see her being like the, the proper, you know, she, yeah, the math sick. I can see her playing that role. She, you know, she's got that rusted bitch face that you just don't like her. And it's just, it's the perfect heel for this. Yeah. I was, I did wonder whether, truthfully, whether she would go across to, to Florida with her or not. So she may, she may well have. Yeah. She, she hasn't been around. I haven't seen her in a while now. So, Gary, thank you so much for staying up for us tonight. Uh, uh, wouldn't be this good for Gary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gary, thank you so much again for always staying up with us late night tonight. We appreciate no your time and your, and your expertise on UK wrestling. Uh, have yourself an absolutely wonderful evening. Yep. Have a good one. See you later. Okay, so we'll bring back in Ryan Joy. We'll bring back in John DeConti. Uh, yeah, winner is Gary, Charlie Dempsey, and and AK. That's that's eventually. I don't know about this one, but that match eventually is going to be uh, absolutely incredible. So, going into sacrifice, we did have another pay per view or an Impact Plus special. You have to pay for it, right? Premium live event. Premium live event. Yeah, you have to pay for it. That's. <laughs> But Ryan, uh, unfortunately, as as the head of a, of a news website and and a, a podcast that you know, reports news and does interviews, you, you unfortunately we don't like spoilers here. But you kind of spoiled the main event for us. Uh, I I feel like I didn't spoil it like in I, but I maybe spoiled it like in the Paul Heyman way, right? Like nobody nobody expected Heath to win the match. Um, but he did manage to hit his finisher twice on Moose. Uh, but Moose shook it off like, you know, Goldberg or whatever. And uh, and he beat Heath. And we move on. Right? Josh Alexander's back, and now we move on. That's it. And that's what we move on to. And that's, that was the big set. I, was, I called last week, you know, uh, Eddie and Rhino was going to make him. This whole thing going forward. Uh, was going to be about Eddie Edwards and eventually Eddie going into Moose after what Moose and what Heath is doing now. Like, you're not even going to fight against Ring of Honor, Honor no more against him. We're under attack and you're, you're, you're screwing around. Uh, I thought this was headed towards Eddie Edwards beating Moose for the Impact Championship at Rebellion, but I, we were completely wrong. Maybe Josh Eddie Alexander has Josh been signed. For glory. What's that? Maybe Eddie versus Josh at Bound for Glory. Yeah, possibly. It depends on how long this honor, if Ring of Honor, if those guys got to go back to work. <laughs> now they won that match. They're officially Impact Superstars now, right? Impact wrestlers. But yeah, Josh Alexander's back. Uh, Alexander's back. Multi-year contract. He is not going anywhere. And a part of that contract is that he will challenge Moose and get the rematch on his rematch clause. Impact still does when necessary. Uh, for the Impact Championship that Josh held for five minutes somewhere. You know, those are the sacrifices that Scott Demore had to make. Yep. Uh, speaking of Eddie Edwards, John DeConi, a match that we thought was going to main event that actually went on second. CCO <laughs> <laughs> had a better time slot than uh, Eddie Edwards did it, apparently. In this show. Yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, Eddie versus Rhino uh, was your second match on the, the main card. Uh, and they all they brought all their friends out with them, so 
surprise, surprise, that broke down into an absolute, uh, you know, ridiculous brawl. Prior to that, Maria tried to slip. And now there was no, we were saying last week, this match deserved to go on very late in the card, if not headline. And it needed a stipulation. It needed to be violent. It needed to be extreme. Well, it wasn't supposed to be. There was no stipulation of that sort. So when Maria tried to hand Kenny the Kendo stick to Eddie, she got tossed from ringside. Not thinking far enough ahead, the ref let everybody else stay ringside. And about five minutes later, they all started beating the hell out of each other. And it would eventually get to the point where the referee was tied up with all that crap. Steve Macklin, who was not part of the ringside crews, came down, slid in. Uh, he, he hit Eddie with a DDT. Then he picked up the kendo stick and cracked Rhino with it. Yeah. He left kind of like barking at guys on both sides. Like, you know, you, ne you never believed me, blah, blah, blah. Eh, whatever. Boston knee party. One, two, three. Eddie beats Rhino. And where do we go from here? Yeah, Macklin just, just, <laughs> I don't know what Macklin is doing. He's now, I, I, I guess he's uh, in in the NWO Wolfpack versus NWO Black and White. He's going to play the role of like Goldberg or Diamond Dallas Page. Just, I'm, I'm not being a part of anything. I'm just going to sit here and do whatever. So, all right. So, yeah, but going forward with that, that that's going to be interesting. And it's a good thing you know, Macklin's getting some storylines. I think this is good for him. You know, I spy a Jersey guy. Good for him, Mr. Perrazzo. <laughs> Soon to be Mr. Perrazzo, excuse me. Yeah, uh, violent by design. They defeated the Good Brothers to regain the tag team championship after a power bomb neckbreaker double team on Carl Anderson. Of course, it was Carl Anderson. It's not going to be Doc Gallows. Yeah, um, this was kind of shocking, especially after the Good Brothers just uh, rejoined the Bullet Club, kicking out the Gorillas of Destiny. You know, we thought this was, uh, that just chalked up another six months on their title reign. Uh, but no, Eric Young. Got it done. He had a business arrangement. Eric Rung. It was the violence that he had designed came to fruition. That's hence the team name for Violent by Design. So uh, not Gallo's fault, though. He wasn't pinned. No, it was never Doc Gallo's fault. No, Carl Anderson. Was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Diana Perrazzo, she came out with a champ champ challenge. It was answered by Chelsea Green. I guess we missed the obvious on that one. Uh, it was not Big Swole or whatever we were trying to guess last week. Uh, <laughs> She won with the Fujiwara armbar uh, to regain the wing, uh, to, re to retain the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Uh, we'll switch on the news uh, button for a second, bringing uh, Ryan Joy. Uh, Chelsea, honestly, she's, she looked like she was uh, just a part of the show. Uh, she got Deanna worked the arm, and then she went over to check on her. Chelsea pushed her away, they can, and then they finished the match. But apparently, uh, there's some shelf time again now for Miss Green. Yeah, she. Uh... It's all over her Twitter and Instagram. She's she's back to back to being in a cast. Is you know, it the she, same arm, wrist. Is it the same injury? Her right. So I don't know if that was the one that it was last time, but she, you know, when she when she got released from WWE and she was coming back after um, her ninety days, she still had the cast on. She was yeah. wrestling on Ring of Honor with the cast and. I don't know if she wrestled Impact when she still had the cast on, but she's a couple of them. Yeah, she's officially in the cast now. Uh, with that, Tasha Steele again, another upset. A lot of title changes here. A lot of stuff that we didn't see coming, and our records reflected that. Tasha Steele defeated Mickey James after a cutter off the top turnbuckle to win the Knockouts title, becoming the 25th Knockouts champion in that title's history. 
And boys, Jersey is just cleaning up in the women's division in impact. There are our Jersey girls, Deanna Peraza with Tasha Steeles, holding all the gold. Maybe they can join together and uh, take out the winner of the the tag team championship match, John DeConi. That's, to to my opinion, absolutely 100% been feud of the year. And uh, it just the, the plot thickens a little bit. Now, what, what was Caleb doing? <laughs> exactly. Caleb was told uh, ahead of this match by Madison, and which, of course, broke his heart. You could read it all over the poor fellow's face, that he was to stay backstage and not get involved in this match. Well, he didn't come out with them, but in this 10-minute match, he managed to make his way out there around the eight- or nine-minute mark, and he slid uh, one of the tag titles in. It went right between Cassie Lee's legs, so we're not sure if that's who it was intended for. But on the other side of it, Tennille picked it up, blasted Cassie Lee in the face, uh, covered her one, two, three, and your new knockouts tag team champions, the Influence. Now, they've become the 14th uh, different parent to win. Madison has, has been champion before, I think a lot, too. I think it's like what, a couple what, times, four, yeah. five, six. Yeah, she's been a lot. Is this Tennille's first? ever major championship i think so i find i i'm i was thinking about that because she never won in wwe she didn't win in nxt and she hasn't won the knockouts title since joining impact i don't ring of the women of honors title wasn't around when she was in ring of honor or i think i think they just tried to start it back up but i don't think she won the tournament i think this is timiel's first how can a woman as talented that's inc- incredible but this is her first. Unbelievable. Ryan, you had that look of bewilderment on your face. Feel free I'm to call me out on this I'm, if I'm wrong. But I'm I'm reviewing Tennille's career as we speak. Okay. Well, let us know how it goes. Yeah, I will. All right. Jay White defeated Alex Shelley with the Blade Runner. Pete Jonah defeated PCO after Tsunami. That was a fun match. Uh, Trey Miguel defeated Jake Something with the meatiest of all auras to retain the X Division Championship. Lady Frost defeated Giselle Shaw. I, yeah, I feel bad for that one because that one was uh, slated to be on the main card and uh, got bounced to the countdown show, which took it all. They, they, they don't, the, the buy-ins, the kickoffs, the, the countdown, they only on the major pay-per-views, I, I don't even count that. So that's why the buy-ins for AEW counted and not these. But John Smith was the only one that picked Lady Frost out of all of us. <laughs> uh, and he got robbed of a point on that one. So I, I feel like we should kind of just give John an honorary point for being the only one. He was on an island. Lady Frost got it done. And then Rick Swan and Willie Mack, they defeated Matt Taven and Mike Bennett after the Raw Roll-Up. There you go. That one by Rick Swan on Mike Bennett. So uh, with that, here are our impact standings after Sacrifice. Uh, I believe this is it. This is the final one. I think Ryan Joy is actually. Uh, I don't think there's a, another show in question where you're going to have to defend your title again from John the Connie. It seems like, you know, Ryan Joy, John the Connie, everybody else, uh, <laughs> in every one of these tools this season. So, Ryan I can't believe Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll get to that once we uh, when we start <laughs> making our picks for uh, for Roadblock tonight. But yeah, there we go. I enjoy another title. I can't remember who won. I don't remember who won that match. I got to go back and find out who won all these uh, last year. Start making graphics and stuff. Just a matter, a matter of bookkeeping. Uh, the, my Starman moment of the week. If you've got it, you know, eighteen minutes on your uh, 
you know, in, in blah, if you got an extra 18 minutes in your life this week, check out Jay White and Alex Shelley. Wow. Yeah. That is fun. Okay. Smackdown. Lay at the Smackdown last Friday night. Uh, the show started with the, with like an old school Saturday night's main event type intro uh, where there were small short promos from the competitors and all the matches that were seen tonight. I got I was, I got I was, I got up for that. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go. You run this, you know, this quick one. I mean, they're not all gold. I mean, they're not good by any means usually, but it's still it's just rapid fire. People talking trash. And it just gets you into the into the juice of it. Uh, the main event, speaking of Ronda Rousey, John Connie, ah, the one lost by the Jersey Girls. <laughs> yes, indeed. So we had uh, Ronda and Sonya uh, in the, the main event for the evening. And, uh, well, it only went about a little over three minutes. Ronda would hit uh, her Piper's Pit, that fireman's carry uh, slam that she does. And, of course, she locked in the armbar for the submission win. Uh, she gets the she gets the submission win, but Charlotte, who is on commentary, decides afterwards that she's going to get in the ring with Ronda Rousey in high heels. Clearly not a smart move. Uh, Ronda takes her down and sinks in an ankle lock because Charlotte had been clamoring on about how Ronda only has an arm bar. Well, she got uh, Charlotte Flair screaming and tapping figuratively because it was not a match. Uh, in, a, in an ankle lock, so moving forward towards WrestleMania, Ronda knows more than one move. Nice, yeah. And a, and a move, uh, let's go back to WrestleMania 34 where she tag teamed with Kurt Angle. That's you got the ankle. I'm sure maybe she learned that from Kurt. Kurt probably helped train her going into that and showed her a couple things. Two Olympians, I mean, come on, makes sense, it 100% makes sense. Uh, and, I, and the Piper's Pit is kind of is it angle slam. <laughs> I actually just finished watching WrestleMania 34. I've been watching it on the train, like in, in segments, they like two matches at a time. I, I just really enjoyed that show. I think I went, I, th I think if there was 14 matches, I think I went two and 11 or two and 12 or whatever. Like I picked horrible during that show, but still enjoyed it. Me last year. Yep. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs were coming out. They got jumped by the Usos because. So, is is Rick Boogs that important to SmackDown where they keep shoveling out Shinsuke Nakamura, assuming because he was injured? Like, why are we doing this? I, I'm, I'm confused on this whole thing because, Ryan, we'll go to the Intercontinental Championship match now before we get into Romo's promo, which was really nothing. But... Um, we, we kind of made the assumption that Sammy won the title because Shinsuke is, is dealing with something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It was, it's, it's so weird. Cause I, well, and also, you know, you, Sammy is in a high profile uh, match at WrestleMania with Johnny Knoxville. So it's like, Hey, get, put the belt on him, raise the stakes a little bit. Uh, maybe, maybe Johnny Knoxville will win the intercontinental champion and that'll be a, a news headline that's that's recorded all over and like major papers and stuff like that papers that still exist i don't even know if that's the thing um but in any event uh ricochet had an opportunity to win the intercontinental championship on last weekend or last week's episode of smackdown he uh he explained that there's a lot of different things that you could call sammy Zayn. Uh, pat mcafee would explain that if you were 
coming out, if you were building a, a new character on uh, WWE 2K, you would design Ricochet because he's like the ultimate wrestler, I guess. Um, anyway, Is he ever suicide. I don't know. They might. I don't know. Was he ever suicide? Yeah, I thought suicide was the ultimate video game. Anyway, well, he suicide definitely from the video game. I wonder if Ricochet ever was under the hood. Uh, anyway, Caleb, so uh, that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. So Ricochet, he has this match, uh, and the match goes about ten minutes, uh, but Johnny Knoxville can't resist. He must come to the ring. Ends up in a distraction. Ricochet hits uh, what John DeCani has labeled a Rana Destroyer for the win. Nine minutes, 26 seconds. Ricochet, your new Intercontinental Champion. Some would call it a Hurricane Rana. Some would call it a Hurricane I just call it a really fancy roll roll-up. I'd count on that one. Check one for Ricochet <laughs> on that one. He rolled them up. He needs to move to me. He them down. Um, Ricochet becomes the 88th Intercontinental Champion. Johnny Knoxville, a complete jackass, just cost himself a chance at the Intercontinental Championship. Jackass! There you go. That's just he's living to the legend. That's yep. perfect. Living Absolutely. up to the name. Exactly. So Ricochet, uh, I said that's that's two weeks now, two different uh, two new champions. I'm sure Ricochet will be a fighting champion. Hopefully, I, I think it would be great to watch him uh walk the aisle. Uh, at WrestleMania with a title. Uh, I don't know what his record is. I know his record is definitely 0-1 because I watched uh, 34. He was uh, teaming with Aleister Black at that point in time. I don't think he's been on since. Um, but uh, he didn't make history. He is now the only person ever to win all three mid-card titles in WWE. Nice. So uh, kudos to Rich. Does he have to win the Heritage Cup to you know, be a Grand Slam winner? That's, that, yeah, there you go. The stateside. The, the yeah. North American, yes. Mid card Grand Slam. He doesn't have a chance against Norm Darby. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, there was, going back to Roman Reigns, there was an in ring promo, uh, promo uh, by our tribal chief. Spoiler, he's not going to, uh, he's going to pin and stand over Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Uh, the Usos then, they stayed in the ring. They had their tag team championship match with the Viking Raiders, a match that was supposed to uh, take place at the Elimination Chamber. Uh, it didn't happen, and it's happening on last Friday. And it was a one-and-done by the Usos on the Viking Raiders to retain the Tag Team Championship. So they will go in. I believe this will be their third or fourth time walking the aisle at WrestleMania with the Tag like, They walk in, it seems like, every year, uh, which is great. I know, actually, 30 did it happen last year? 36 they did. 35, 34, 33 they all did. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeated Drew, uh, Jinder Mahal with a Claymore. Jokes were in uh, by Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss in the back playing cards with their friends. On Thursday on the Pat McAfee show, Vince McMahon said that Pat McAfee, he said a lot of stuff, uh, but pertinent to this part of the show, uh, he actually granted Pat McAfee a WrestleMania match. John Smith jumping up and down. I don't know if you heard a little girl scream. Uh, Thursday afternoon, but that was John Smith that uh, Pat McAfee will be in a match at WrestleMania. They didn't answer uh, who it was going to be, but on Friday we found out it will be Raw's Austin Theory who came out and slapped Pat McAfee. Uh, so we're going to have an interpromotional match. Some like, extra points on the line for Austin <laughs> Theory against Pat McAfee. Uh, McAfee uh, is not going to be on the celebrity list like Bad Bunny or like Logan Paul or Johnny Knoxville. Pat McAfee is a SmackDown person. 
So that makes the Pat McAfee Austin Theory match at WrestleMania worth more than the entirety of uh, like the St. Patrick's Day Slam show. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Who's made this? Who made this point system? Who you're gonna have some issues. Crap. You're gonna have some issues with the female audience when they realize that the, the Rock Force can grill whooped four times the point as the women's. The party start for the Mac and uh, the Rock and Mr. Ads. Uh anyway, so we have two matches actually uh going into uh Friday night SmackDown. Gentlemen, for me, the the winner is me. Uh in this match right now, we're gonna have uh Zelina Vega and Sasha Banks. I'm going to take that every chance I get. Uh, last Friday, Naomi defeated Carmella with a split leg and moonsault. Uh, we are going to get um, this match this week. Uh, the tag champions are been have been busy, or they're, they're going to start to get busy now. Uh, they were challenged by a SmackDown team, so now they're appearing on both shows. They're all competitors, so they're going to be there. Uh, but by obligation, they have to you know, defend the titles on both shows. So uh, a winner is me in this one, but I think I'm going to go with Sasha Banks. Uh, Ryan Joy, who do you got? When you are one half of the WWE tag t- women's tag team champions, you pretty much forfeit all singles matches until you lose the belts. I, I can't remember the last time one half of the t- women's tag champs actually won a match. So, uh, yes, Sasha Banks. John DeCon. Yeah, what he said. Sasha Banks. Yeah, there we go. And this, this match got a lot more interesting at WrestleMania. We will get into that when we talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh, and then last Friday night, Sheamus and Rich Holland, they destroyed Biggie's AB, uh, ABTV that he got uh, by from Kofi Kingston for his birthday. So we're going to get a tag team match uh, this week. I think it was supposed to be Sheamus and Big E uh, one-on-one, and that never happened because of uh, what they did. Uh, so we're going to have this little tag team match. John Connie, who do you got? Uh, give me the uh, the new day here to seek revenge for the beloved ATV that has now been beaten to pieces. My enjoy. My enjoy. Yeah, I think I'll take the new day. I, and we got to get a new day program here for this for this mania show that's coming up. So maybe something will come out of here. How many weeks we have? Uh, four weeks. Four, maybe three. This time, this time they're probably just. I hope they do at some point, and I, I think the SmackDown tag team titles would be good to do this. Is if they did what they did last year, uh, or uh, at Stand and Deliver and at WrestleMania, where you have some type of battle royal or whatever, and then the winners get the Usos on night two. Um, I think because mm-hmm. you have the New Day, you can throw Sheamus and, uh, and Holland, Ron, uh, Rich Holland in there. You got the Lotharios, you got the Viking Raiders. Um, there's probably others I'm just forgetting right now. Sure. There's, it's, I think even with those four, that's a, that's enough. Where even you know, no matter who wins, it's going to be a great match with the Usos. So, yeah. with that. Makes but uh, about last night, uh, the tag, the Raw tag team title, a lot of tag team championship matches. Uh, I think every comp other than well, Mustache Mountain had the week off, but they defended them the week prior. But yeah, Jurassic Express was in action. Uh, yeah. Said the Usos were in action. The Good Brothers lost their titles. Alpha Academy. Uh, John DeConi, how did uh, Alpha Academy do? Uh, before he actually, before he gets started, uh, I worked last night. Islanders had a game. John Smith texted me during the game. 
Do not fast forward American Alpha's entrance because they added shoosh to begin. Oh, yes. Don Smith and I are just having way too much fun with Alpha Academy in the past couple weeks. It, you know, I mean, Chad Gable is just so much fun. And, you know, I hope he sticks. I hope this tag team sticks together and sticks right in the mix here, especially, you know, at least going to WrestleMania. Because last night, the entire first hour of Raw was the Raw tag team division from, you know, 10 or 15 minutes of them. Uh, talky talky leading up to the match that I didn't even realize that they were all coming out for the match to getting into our triple threat raw tag team title match. And then we had a 27 minute triple threat tag team title match between RK bro, uh, the alpha Academy and what I like to call WWE's best friends, KO and Seth Rollins. <laughs> Gotta they get the people tore. What they watch on the county. <laughs> he got to absolutely, uh, and yeah, I mean, they, they just they they tore it up. Twenty six and a half minutes of wonderful, and then poor Chad Gable found himself alone in the ring uh, with Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, and he would take a buckle bomb from Rollins, uh, a stunner from Owens, and a stomp from Seth Rollins again and a one, two, three and your new what I don't know what I'm saying here. Then You're Riddle right. um, Riddle would come in after the stomp, toss Rollins out and just lay into the into the uh, cover for the one, two, three and your new tag team t- uh, champions once again, RK bro, forgive me my uh, my notes here just shut themselves off, and I was a little bit lost. <laughs> Gable took all those moves, plus he he attempted a moonsault on Riddle and got an RK, uh, RKO out of yeah. it, too. So he that also was ate that. Pop. Man, that, yeah. that was not a uh, forced-in crowd reaction. That, oh, that was... That was almost as loud as when... Ron, I don't know if you remember, it was at WrestleMania with the 31 where he popped up Rollins in the air. Rollins going for the curbside. Popped up. That was, that was I watched that three times. It was awesome. Yeah, I was that was that was awesome. Good spot. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Randy and Riddle—they're excited about going to WrestleMania as tag team champions. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are in complete distraught. Uh, silence. They were just like they—they they, it was almost they couldn't believe what actually happened. Happened. Rollins remained quiet uh, the rest of the night. Kevin Owens had an epiphany right at the end, and. Uh, he, he's so somebody called. I pretty. I don't, did I call this on air? I don't know if I called it on air or pre-production, but uh, somebody called that we're uh, gonna have a, a KO show. The rumors with Austin. Everyone thinks it's gonna be a match. Ryan Joy still thinks it could possibly be a match, uh, from what Steve Austin's response was today. But as of right now, it's going to be Kevin Owens hosting the KO show at WrestleMania, and his special guest will be Stone Cold Steve Austin. This will be the second time in WrestleMania history that Mr. Austin will be a guest on. Talk show as he was on the Piper's Pit back in WrestleMania 21. And that turned into uh, Muhammad Hassan and the Hulk Hogan. That was, that was, that turned into a lot, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> or, or did Muhammad Hassan, that was, that was his own other segment. Never mind. That was just Piper. That sounds very forgettable, Al. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 that part of 21 was that part. 
I read WrestleMania 20, probably one of the best undercards ever. And probably I just I, I I turn it off. Even even a triple H match, I just turn off into Batista. I don't want to see that. <laughs> no, I just seen it in JBL. Um, Edge uh, with an in-ring promo, new look, new mindset, and he is in love with it. AJ Styles was not around this week because he received the concerto last week. Uh, it actually came out yesterday that AJ Styles was diagnosed with a neck contusion. So two things on this one, okay? One, it took WWE's medical staff an entire week to diagnose a neck contusion, which is a fancy word for a bruise. Uh, but would they have him sitting in the waiting room all week long? Like, they have to go to like all these like travel with them. It's like, it's not my turn yet. I have a number, you know. Like, what were they doing? Like, was the X ray machine down? Like, it happens. That's one thing. I, and, then, and then the second thing, is, and I have to go buy, I have to go back to this just because it's chapped my ass in the worst possible way. I'm sure if Edge did this to Adam Cole, Adam Cole probably would have appeared on NXT the next night, had a match. Went to SmackDown, had a match as well. So to come back on Monday, Adam Cole's freaking concerto proof. I knew it. <laughs> I don't know. I know he's superhuman and can stand any measly concerto. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, John Connie, uh, non-title match uh, with uh, Austin Theory and Finn Balor. I kind of knew this was where this one was going a mile away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So these these two gave you. Uh... Eight and a half minutes of what was a really good match, and I wouldn't mind seeing again, but that's probably not where it's going because, as we know, theory is going to Pat McAfee. And Damian Priest showed up to shove uh, Balor off the top turnbuckle, causing the disqualification. Then he climbed in the ring, gave him the razor's edge. And then after Priest left, feeling like he had done enough for the evening, Austin Theory picked Balor back up, gave him the ATL, and he got himself a couple of selfies. <laughs> some of those he takes a lot of them. I don't know if you see the, the, the flat the, the shutter go off. He wastes a lot of he must have like I think he's got burst mode on that phone because he's he's taking them by the dozen. Yeah, he, he burns through a lot of film. So uh but he <laughs> some of those on, on Facebook they, they, he throws them on Twitter. Some of his face is just, yeah. No film is harmed in the digital on a digital camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Joy, we had a women's tag team match. I said our tag team champions are going to be busy. Now, uh, all of a sudden, they have Raw opponents. Yeah. Uh, once again, I mentioned in the in the SmackDown segment that if you're one half of the tag team champions, you never win uh, win a match. And, and as I read this, uh, or we talk about this match, I'm also reminded that even when you're both halves of the tag team champions, you never will win anything that's non-title. So uh, once again, this was demonstrated here. Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley uh, teaming up, and they got a W. Que uh, Carmella was distracted, of course, by her fiancé at ringside, um, who uh, they have a show, I guess. I haven't watched the show yet. Al, have you watched the show? I don't show think yet? anybody has. I heard nobody did. I heard nobody watched it. <laughs> wow. That's got to be horrible for Carmella's, Carmella's ego. So uh, anyway... Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley get the W, uh, and they're headed to WrestleMania now. Queen Zelina, Queen Zelina and Carmella will be defending in a triple threat match. 
I like this guy. I know somebody poo-pooed it in pre-production. I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, oh, God, Jersey yeah. Girl. You got Sasha Banks and Lena Vega. Now you got Liv Morgan and Jersey Girl. There's, there's a lot of potential in that match. Uh, the Miz, Logan Paul, and Jerry Lawler, Cleveland Homecoming, where The Miz pulled a 180 saying, Winners leave Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Odell Beckham, who just left the Browns and won a Super Bowl. And then, of course, LeBron's probably the biggest one of all, taking his talent. That is probably the biggest heel move I've ever seen a real athlete make. You go to a boys and girls club in the town that you're leaving to say that you're leaving. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> oh, they, 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 there was videos all over YouTube. YouTube, whatever the, the, the new heat order. Oh, that was just so funny. They, 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 had, they had Bosch and they had a uh, what's his name? Pat Ryan. That was funny. So, uh, yeah, so bye bye. Logan Paul didn't seem to share Miz's enthusiasm towards the sentiment, so maybe. They're going to try again making Logan Paul look like a good guy at WrestleMania by betraying The Miz. Who cares? I'm sorry. So yeah, say that. Well, that's it's, it's right. It's, it's Logan Paul. The guy's got 500 billion YouTube followers. Uh, Ryan Joy, uh, you yeah. wanted to do an extensive blow-by-blow uh, blow match between Omos and Apollo Crews. Now, hang on. I don't want to be in a match with Omos. But I will recap the match that he had with Apollo oh, Crews. Yeah, I just want to clarify that. Uh, I know Amos is shopping around for WrestleMania opponents. I don't want to be on the short list. But uh, anyway, uh, the blow by blow, I don't know. It was a choke bomb and a win. But the interesting <laughs> thing was there, uh, there was a little bit of chatter between the commentary team and a little bit of, you know, a little side eye from Amos and Commander Aziz. So I believe Amos even said that Commander Aziz is next. I would say that it looks like that that's a match that's maybe too big for Raw. We might be getting that on the big on the, the grandest stage. <coughs> really? Yeah, I think I, so. I, I feel like that's a uh Shaq and Big Show stare down and the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle. I think that's I feel like that's more of an Andre thing. You think so? Oh, you think that's a you think that's going to make the uh, the Andre the Giant? I th- I think Amos is going to have a match, uh, and I think they're going to sacrifice Aziz to uh, to get yeah. Amos to push Amos up the up the card. Yeah, yeah. If you take out Cruz, you got to take out Aziz, right? So, uh, you he made his debut last first, year at WrestleMania, right? We're almost coming on the one year anniversary. For that's right. Yep. Cruz was in a better position on the card at the time. Nigerian drum match. Akira Tozawa continues probably to be everybody's favorite Raw superstar at the moment. Uh, asked and received a good luck kiss from Tamina, and that was a lot of luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dana Brooke defeated Tamina with the Raw roll-up. There you go. Check one more for Raw. We knew one was going to sneak in there somewhere. Dana Brooke got it done for the team to retain the 24-7 championship. Tozawa then pers- professed his love to Tamina. <laughs> I was watching that this morning. I was dying. Uh, she blew him a kiss. She wanted to walk away. He looked all dejected, and she blew him a kiss. So we'll, hopefully uh, things will be okay going forward with Tamina. Uh, <laughs> so, gentlemen, this is what we have going for uh, WrestleMania, uh, the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time in the voice of 
Uh, we had a Lesnar and Reigns title unification match. Then we got from Raw, we got Styles versus Edge. We got the Raw Women's Championship, the Mysterios against Miz and Logan Paul. On the SmackDown side, we have the Women's Championship. We got Happy Corbin and Drew McIntyre. We got Johnny Knoxville and, and uh, Sami Zayn, currently now not for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, some interpromotional matches, um, plus the KO show, Steve Austin. Uh, there's still Balor and Priest will probably go at it for the U.S. title. We're hoping for MVP's U.S. title. Uh, both brands' tag team titles kind of in the air right now. Ricochet is kind of in the air right now. The Andre hadn't said anything about the Andre yet, so that's kind of in the air right now. Um, even last year, last year would probably uh, was supposed to be on the pre-show, but since they didn't have pre-show matches because they wanted the crowd to be the big reveal and have Ryan Joy, you know, live on Peacock TV. Uh, probably more Maggie May than Ryan, but you know, Ryan's standing right in front of us. We won't mention that. Um, but yeah, then so they put the pre-show matches on, you know, WrestleMania SmackDown, uh, where the Dirty Dogs got to win too. They got they got taken. And you could add a Moss versus Aziz to your potential match. Moss there. versus Aziz. And maybe, we might see that on Monday. <laughs> well, maybe like a long shot. Maybe Veer Mahan in the same match. Maybe with the triple threat. Yeah, as my buddy Stu just told me, we just uh, talked about that, Stu. Uh, Kevin Owens wants him to be on the KO show. Stone Cold Steve Austin said today, yes. Oh, hell yeah. So right now, uh, it is just uh, the KO show. You don't know if it's going to be a match. Way to no sell my Veer Mahan joke, Hale. Way to no sell it. Because <laughs> no, I, I I will continue to no sell Veer Mahan. I don't I don't care. I I don't care <laughs> enough because first of all, Emelina did it first and did it better. Okay, and uh -huh. it's whatever. It's it's Veer Mahan. Go. He's killing it on main event. He's like undefeated. It's great. I'm sure, but I'm sure he's not going to be. He's not going to go to Raw until the Raw after WrestleMania. So we're going to have another four weeks of this. You know, all these you know jokes going. You know, he he's going to come out on WrestleMania Monday. <laughs> so uh, going forward, now going into NXT 2.0. A couple things before we get into making our picks for um, Roadblock. Got demoted, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. John uh absolutely incredible North American Championship match. Carmelo Hayes just continues to completely shine every time he's in the ring. AEW is going to be lucky to have him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they gave him a great dance partner for this one. This was Pete Dunne, and of course, you know, Pete Dunn, I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen a bad match uh, that involved Pete Dunn, but I haven't. So you put that together with uh, Carmelo Hayes, who does not miss, and these two tore it up for 12 and a half minutes until, uh, and of course you got you got freaking Trick Williams, who is really superfluous at this point. Carmelo Hayes is good enough; he doesn't need Trick. So I'm looking forward to when they turn on each other. We can get, you know, Carmelo can just be by himself to do his thing because he's good enough to stand on his own. But, Ladies uh, and gentlemen, that is our SAT word of the day, superfluous. <laughs> so Trick tried to interfere multiple times. Uh, he got some digits snapped for it, but uh, he uh, he got just enough of Dunn's attention to get uh, Mello to push Dunn off of the turnbuckles because he was going up for what appeared to be probably a superplex. Uh, Dunn goes crashing to the canvas. He gets up. He staggers around just a little bit. And Mello hits what I'm still waiting for him to call it. I guess he's calling it his shot. 
Haven't heard them actually call it that. So as far as I'm concerned, it will forever be the Sicilian Slice and a one, two, three to retain the North American Championship. And then announced as he was leaving the ring that he was on his way to Texas to defend in the very kind of match where the North American title was born, a ladder match. And it was won by Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, ballsy. Very ballsy. I guess he's getting bored. It's like Carmelo, he's getting bored. He's just out there to challenge himself. Like He's not fighting anybody. He's just playing against himself right now, trying to top whatever the hell he can do. I don't know what Regal's on AEW talking to Daniel Bryan and John Moxley. Maybe he's going to put Moxley and Daniel Bryan in that match. Potentially. That's what he does, right? What he does. Teddy Long and Carmelo one-on-one against the Undertaker. (laughs) Brian Joy, uh, a huge match that I was looking forward to uh, for two weeks now because we thought it was going to happen two weeks ago. It didn't happen until last week. Uh, Solo Sokoa and Kunta. You know, I've been been following Solo Sokoa here, you know, following his win-loss record. He went 7-0 in 2020. Um, He was undefeated. This year he is one in well he uh, until the month of February, through the month of January he was one in one uh, split split with Boa believe it or not uh, and but here he's he's bitten off a little more than he can chew when you get in the ring with Gontar I think that's how you say it uh, <laughs> and you fit you're up against his power bomb not one but two of them you're not kicking out and that's what happened here. This Gunter's gonna be the modern day Fandango. Like nobody's gonna be able to say his name correctly, and he's gonna beat the crap out of him. That's not how you say it. And just Gunter's <laughs> fucking ripping off Fandango. I'm sorry, Justin. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so no, Ivy Nile was a uh, Ivy Nile was. Oh, by the way, uh, it was just two power bombs. It was not a full symphony. Oh, yes. Just, well, can you do two movements? I don't know. I thought the symphony had to be four or more. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to do the word, ripping off world, though. You're perfect. It's perfect. Yep. Gotcha. Ivy Nile was hitting the punching bag. It was interrupted by Tatum Paxley, who was trying to apologize for losing their Dust Cup match two weeks prior. Ivy said if Tatum wants to be in Diamond Mine, she has to earn it the hard way. So looking forward to that. Von Wagner defeated Andre Chase after an inverted TKO. Harlan defeated Draco Anthony after a backdrop power slam. <laughs> Tony John DeCon, you know, Tony D, you want to Tony Vishkinish? You used it. What's, what's the line? Where is... You know what? I don't even. Remember. You gotta be sleeping with the fishes. Whoever oh God, yes. You yes. gotta be sleeping with the fishes. He didn't talk about who his opponent was going to be, but he'll be sleeping with the fish. Come on. Fish, get All right. And then by uh, side random, though, Brooks Jensen revealed that he's never been with a real woman before. So there we go. I'm glad he said real woman. A real woman. Like as opposed to what other kind? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so that will lead us into uh, Roadblock. So let's get the, the fun little there, 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 Roadblock. There we go. Yeah. Nice little logo. Then one week to prepare for this event. They have a nice little logo set up for it. 
Here are the overall standings. Ryan Joy uh, just continues to, to gain more ground on us. I don't even have uh, to get the Roman Brock match right. Well, that's what it is. That's, that is a because both titles are on the line. That is a one hundred point match. So uh, not out of the woods just yet. So uh, in fairness, Ryan, at the WrestleMania special on Friday, uh, April first. I will uh, make sure you pick last in that just so people don't purposely pick against you. Uh, okay. I'll give you that one. But then again, as we all saw with you guys in MJF, you just flip-flop your picks anyway. Just <laughs> so it's really – then again, I'm just going to copy. I have that. to – I have to. I'm, I'm in a position now where I have to put out false picks on this show. So wow. See, this, but, but now you're, mis- <laughs> now you're misleading our fans here. You know, James Wheeler – you know, I, I obviously you know James is all playing WWE, uh, whatever 2K25 or whatever the, the new video game is today. And Jay Gates, they they've been they're, they. They're the trouble is when you have new information to apply to the subject. That's all. And we had a whole dynamite where there was new information. So. Go ahead. Here are our standings going into NXT. Uh, I'm hanging on by a thread here. Over Gary, that's right. Gary's actually good at NXT. Uh, over by four points. Ryan Trey, John the Connie just. This. Yeah, just leave, 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 leave this. Just whatever. We, we love you, John. First ever PWE champion. Nobody could ever take that away. Playing from. the role of Tyler Adele in this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Here's uh, how we're going to score uh, uh, Roadblock. NXT Championship match five points. The other title match would be three. Uh, Dolph Ziggler is a Raw superstar. So the main event, that NXT title match, will be in a promotional. It'll get the one point bump, making the perfect pay per view bonus. Uh, worth six. So going uh, with that, uh, they only announced, uh, announced three matches. Uh, we're going to pick five just in case. Just said our viewers, uh, some of us, big money on these matches. They want to get our opinions. Um, the Dusty Rhodes uh, Women's Tag Team Classic last week. Uh, Dakota Kai and Wendy Cho, they defeated Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada after a Bayer bomb by Wendy, followed by the double foot stop by Dakota. That was a straight-up win by those two. There was no interference uh, or any type of funny business by Duke Hudson or Dexter Loomis or anything. That was just a straight-up whooping by Dakota and Wendy. So good for them. Uh, then we had uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade. They defeated uh, Valentina Fawaz and something Leone. Uh, look on the bottom ticker for that one if you want to find him. Or you uh, listen. Got Gonzalez hit the Conchita Bomb. And then kind of Conchita Bombed uh, Cora. Oh, that's the wrong one. Uh Cora on top of uh, Valentina, so that was fun. They got a nice little, you know, somewhat of a finisher here uh, going into. So the two semifinals that just showed up there, you got EO and Kaylee Ray going against Casey and Caden. I feel like that one is, uh, I want to say, one hundred percent, but that one's got a better chance uh, for tonight than they, than they both do. Maybe if they're just doing like an every other week thing to try to stretch this out. Um, so, but we'll pick both semifinals just for fun. Uh, so uh, John DeCani, uh we got EO Kaylee Ray versus Casey Kane, we got Dakota and Wendy versus Cora Raquel. What do you see happening here? <clears throat> I uh, I see uh, EO moving into the finals, uh, EO and uh, Kay- uh, Kaylee Ray, and I also yeah, I thought maybe there'd be a spot for them to get knocked out here, but I think it's going to be Raquel and Cora, and then they can they can turn on each other in the finals. Brian Joy. Okay, so Raquel and Cora, I have them advancing. Um, on the other side, 
I really, I, you know, wouldn't it be a great stand and deliver match if it was Kaylee Ray versus Io Shirai? Yeah. If this, if that team could just blow up for me in this match, that'd be great. Then we could have that. So in, in the spirit of that, and the only the one true tag team in the whole thing, uh, Casey and Caden, I'll take them to advance. But um, really motivated by the fact I'd like to see Kaylee Ray versus Io Shirai. I'd like to see. I, I well, I, I'm gonna go with that thing because I need a reason to pick Casey and Caden because I, I feel bad because we didn't give them a chance in hell to get past Ivy Nile the week before, and they found a way to corner Tatum Paxley and get the win over her. So, uh, uh, well, as the Rock would say on Moana, you're welcome. There you go. Goodness, okay. <laughs> uh, so that's I'm gonna go there. It, it, it seems like. You know, Raquel and Cora, they've been spotlighted. They've been doing their they were in war games and Cora won war games. Raquel is a former you know, that's just they, they have to go up. Um interesting to see what happens when Dakota and Raquel get in the ring together. Uh but then Katie, I uh let me go. Casey and Katie, let's let's go. You believe in miracles. Um Lash Legend last week, she defeated Amari Miller. They were former uh Dusty Cup partners. Uh they blew up. Uh we figured there'd be uh, a couple <laughs> We figured there'd be dozen teams uh, break up. Who called this one? Lash uh, Legend after the match called out Nikita Lyons. Very intriguing. Nikita Lyons uh, later that night says she wants to show up on Lashing Out. So we're going to get an episode of Lashing Out this week uh, with our special guest, Nikita Lyons. So we'll see what happens on there. The winner LA is John is- Smith. Yeah, for, that, that, there for John you go. Smith. John Smith, that's, that's going to be the highest rated segment in his house. Most views in his household. That's gonna, be a, that's gonna be a big girl. That's gonna be a that should be like maybe three years from now, probably a very hard-hitting match. But I'm not gonna <laughs> go too far with this because they're still both new, so I don't want to put too much pressure on them. But you get the right training. They'll have a great match on uh, Rampage. Uh LA Knight <laughs> in-ring promo, uh interrupted by Grayson Waller saying he's done with LA Knight, which uh LA Knight has other ideas. He wants to do a last man standing match. So this one is actually booked last man standing. John McConney. Oh man, there's there's so many ways this could go wrong for LA Knight, but I just I can't see him losing three times to Grayson Waller. Give me LA Knight here. Uh yeah, I just it's, it seems like this dude's not ending Ryan Joy until LA Knight gets a win. Yeah. LA Knight. This is the I so I Marked that little radio button on Pro Wrestling Pick'em for L.A. Knight. Yeah, uh, the tag team championships, like I said, all the tag team titles, they've been on the line. Uh, they did a video uh, video promo package uh, for the match last week. Uh, pretty much it was perception versus reality, Ryan Joy. I feel like this is tough. This this. This I is tough. This, this, is, th- this is tough. I could see it going either way. Um, it would just with the the idea that uh, the stand and deliver show is coming up and they do a big tag title match there. I'm gonna have these guys retaining, but maybe have a return later. Yeah, the, uh, the Creed brothers, John the Connie, they earned this match by winning the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic on the men's side. Uh, prior winners in the past, I know the Broserweights, they won the titles, MSK, they won the titles after winning the Dusty Cup. Uh, I don't know the exact stat numbers here. Uh, 
I know the Undisputed Era weren't even in the tournament. They won the Dusty Cup, which was for the Tag Team Championships <laughs> that they had to defend. Yeah. That was the same night as the ladder match that Carmelo Hayes was talking about because Adam Cole won, you know, used the double he champion for him that yeah, uh, I feel like uh, we all said that the Creed brother, the, the whole Dusty Cup was set up for the Creed brothers to win. And uh, yeah, we always get, well, we usually get rematches. So they can, uh, I'm going to have the Creed brothers take the titles here and they can continue to go at each other, Diamond Mine versus Imperium. And we get another, we get the big blow off at Stand and Deliver, where I think the Creed brothers still retain anyway. Okay. Uh, I, I yeah. I, I'm gonna go. It's. I'm gonna go with Imperium. I, yeah. I, I just. I didn't think this was gonna happen. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Imperium retaining and save the title. Exactly. Save the title change for Santa Deliver. But I guess this is an impact. As impact was. Yeah. Save for Rebellion. Nope. That's if, it was, if it was Impact, some other team would probably win. Too. Yeah. If it, if it was Impact, <laughs> Eagles Cup would come back and win the tag title somehow. Right. <laughs> Oh, it's Chelsea Green. Uh, Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa, they had a match last week on NXT against the Dirty Dogs. And was that not the most adorable teaming I have ever seen? They had the matching Steiner outfits. You know, they, they did the, the pat on the backs, whatever. They, got. they were just flat out adorable. Adorable working together. They got the win. Tommaso Ciampa hit the fairy tale ending on Dolph Ziggler. Fun. Uh, they gave Bobby Roode his glorious entrance. They went back to the old music in the beginning, and I thought was, that was nice. Former NXT champion uh, Bobby Roode. Backstage after that match, Ciampa and Ziggler were arguing over who should be the number one contender. Breaker popped in and said he'd beat both their asses. So that's when this got booked for Roadblock. But then last night on Monday Night Raw, the team of Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa, they once again beat the Dirty Dogs. This time, Braun Breaker got the gross press slam on Dolph Ziggler. So both of these men in the past week uh, have been, actually, is it three times? I don't know. Both these, no, they both got it. Yeah. So they, both of these guys have pinfall victories over Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa, their one-on-one series is – they're uh, – one-on-one singles match series is one win each. Breaker with a little bit of advantage. He got the win over Ciampa at War Games. If you want to give him two, that's completely fair for me. Um, It seems like anybody can beat anybody right here, John DeCani. Except for yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It almost seems like it's, it's lining up for, you know, Dolph takes two consecutive pins for him to win this. And, while there is some merit to that storyline, because then you could have Breaker win it back at Stand and Deliver, I just I just don't see them taking it off of Breaker. So I'm gonna get the, I got Braun Breaker retaining. Brian, you know, yeah, part of me that part of me says Ziggler pins Champa to take the belt, uh, which is what I can kind of what you're saying, John. Yeah. Um, and then you have Breaker versus Ziggler at Stand and Deliver, and Breaker gets the the belt back. But I'm I'm in the same boat as John. I just I, I don't. There's no purpose to that. Braun Breaker. I think they got a Goldberg. This guy. I mean, he he shouldn't lose. I don't think. Not till somebody gets a cattle prod. <laughs> <laughs> 
and that's going to be Grayson Waller. If anyone is going to take a cattle prod, it's going to be uh, Grayson Waller. Um, Some of these I'm, I'm with you. I got Brom Breaker. I would love to see uh, a, a, what Roman did at WrestleMania, like a stack them both and pin them. I don't think I don't think they should do that though. I'd love yeah. to see it, but I don't think they should. We'll do it. Now, if we all go zero for three on this darn show, or yeah, whatever, can we just not talk about it next week? I mean, <laughs> This, this this one is I don't feel very good about any of these picks. I'm I, I feel confident with Bre- no, you, I think you guys are exactly right. I don't think they should take the title off of Breaker. I think Breaker will pin Champa again, just getting him out of this feud right now. So Ziggler's got all the beef in the world. You didn't pin me, and then we can have Hogan versus Shawn Michaels from SummerSlam at Stand and Deliver. And Ziggler can do what he does best and make Braun Breaker look like a star. Now, another thing is I don't want to take it off him either. Uh, or maybe this might be a reason to take him off him. It, John, if the rumor's going around, where is there, there we go. Uh, if they're getting a new NXT championship belt, um, it's got to be Breaker. It has to have it, right? There's no reason. So it may be either, you know, Breaker walks. Breaker's walking out of stand and deliver with the, this new Nickelodeon-style belt. I guess maybe he has to win this. I, I don't know. I, see the thing for the thing for me is though, if you're gonna beat him to take the title, don't don't set him up to have to lose it again. Like like I think that at that point, just promote him up to the main roster, and you know and keep going with him. I, I don't think he should be eating very many losses when he's in NXT. Wait, this is what this is a loss where he's not gonna get pinned. So is, 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 oh, yeah. is, like, is it There's really? That. You know. So is it, it's. Yeah, he's already got one. We've already seen him get pinned once, though. Chamasa, you know, Chamba right. got him once. Right. So. And that was like his, what, second match, though? Like, I, I, I'll, yeah. I'll give it to him, you know? Yeah. Why, but why is he getting a title match in the second match? If Dolph Ziggler does win this match, he will be the 20th NXT champion of all time. So that's going to be a little a nice little number, round number. I like the round numbers uh, with uh, stuff like this. I like to make them a point. Like, Tasha Steeles is now the 25th knockouts tag team champion. The next the next different U.S. champion will be 100. That's going to be That's going to be incredible. MVP is going to be really happy about that. I can't wait. <laughs> so uh, here is our uh, raw roll-up. Oh, I'll just change up. Our numbers for this week, actually, uh, this, this is what we have down. Got Ricochet winning the Intercontinental Championship. He rolled up same as in. Very, very impressive. Hurricane Rana roll-up, though. He did, he did some extra work on that one. Rich Swan uh, on Mike Bennett on the kickoff on the, I'm sorry, excuse me, countdown show. Of impact. John Moxley uh, pinned down Brian Danielson, rolled him up uh, while Danielson was in the submission. You can take the guys out of WWE, but you can't take the WWE out of the guys. Am I right, boys? <laughs> and uh, Dana Brooke got one. That, that was a pretty straightforward. That was your standard roll roll up on Monday Night Raw. That is, you get bonus points for that. Just being just stupid. <laughs> just a cradle. You know, like at least you know, uh, ricochets and, and Moxley's are creative, but the uh, it still counts. So, uh, talking a one win uh, for all of them there, except for all the UK didn't show up and smacked. I don't know, smacked them. What was the other one? Uh, NXT. Neither NXT uh, advanced in the standings right now. So, uh, right now, Raw still has a four roll up lead over AEW and a five roll up lead over Impact. These standings did not change. Chad Gable, Rims, Studio, Tomasa Ciampa all have two wins as a roll up. Tomasa Ciampa, again, he's an NXT superstar, but he did it both twice on Raw. 
Uh, then I get the Miz, Bobby. Actually, I'm sorry, Sami Zayn now on this list. We have a SmackDown guy. I smile, SmackDown guy. Sami Zayn now. This is the second time he's fallen victim of the the Raw roll up. So he's now tied Miz, Rude, and Dominic Mysterio. Al, 29 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago now, NXT made it official that both those tag matches from the Dusty Classic are going to be on tonight's show. All right, perfect. I will. We have time. Go to ProWrestlingPickem.com. Enter them in the Essential Wrestling Podcast pool. Put those matches in there. So thank you very much for the heads up, Ryan Joy. Also, uh, you mentioned uh, in one of the comments, uh, you uh, it's Vader time. Oh, it's time. It's time. Check. It's Vader time. He's going in the Hall of Fame. Is it me or is it just a little... It's just too late for me. You couldn't have done this like two, three years ago. I guess Mick, Mick Foley was really uh, pushing, I guess, for him to be inducted when he was alive. Yeah. yeah. This couldn't have happened two, three years ago. But whatever. But Vader was awesome. Vader was amazing. He was loved by the boys in the back. I believe, I believe it was Bret Hart that called him. You know, Vader is gigantic. <laughs> so, it's, congratulations. Uh, the primetime rundowns, powered by StreamYard with Joe Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, Rob Luco, is now airing at 7 p.m. on Friday nights as they take you through the world of sports right here on all the Eastern Observer platforms. For more information, please go to theeasternobserver.com. We have a new show on the Eastern Observer, one near and dear to my icy heart. The Sunday Sauce is every Sunday afternoon hosted by our very own Sheriff Tyler Adele, along with his partner Andrew Drewski Doodles in Curia as they bring you everything NHL and all of the league's happenings. Get saucy this Sunday afternoon with the Sunday Sauce, right here on all of the Eastern Observer platforms. The Body Slam Brigade newsletter, over 5,000 subscribers received this weekly column. Make sure you go to MinutesToBellTime.com to subscribe. The Body Slam Brigade, by Ryan, for you, for free. The official band of the Eastern Observer, the Black Cats, NYC, their album, Free Cake. Uh, you can play it loud, play it now on any one of these music platforms. Download it, listen to it, love it. Black Cats, NYC, the official band of the Eastern Observer, their album, Free Cake. As always, the Essential Wrestling Podcast is sponsored by ProWrestlingPick'em.com, the internet leader in sports entertainment pick'em pools. Join us in the Essential Wrestling Podcast public pool, as we were just talking about right now. i got to add those two matches, the two uh, semifinals. They're going to be worth two points, though. I just put the tournament matches. They give them a little bit of a bump. So the, uh, usually the semifinals are two-point matches. Uh, play against us, or you can create a private pool with you and your friends. ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And, guys, she will like it, too. Join us back here for episode 97 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast on 5 p.m. on all of these viewing options. And please make sure you join us on Friday, April 1st at 4 p.m. It is our WrestleMania Pick'em Special as we go through every match of every night of every WrestleMania. Not every WrestleMania, but this WrestleMania. Because it is the most stupendous WrestleMania two-night extravaganza of all time. I'm so excited for this. Brian, I know you're not too not too happy with the card right now. You think it'll get better though? 
I'm sorry, not too happy with what? The card. Oh, with WrestleMania? I hope it'll get better. I, I just don't like the, the, all the outside names, but, um, you know, hopefully, you know, we have two nights of WrestleMania, and I have long been a fan of, of WWF, and I, or WWF first and WWE now, so I hope that it is uh, it knocks it out of the park. Any rumors? I hear, I'm hear i hearing rumors going around that maybe next year we're going to start up doing those WrestleMania specials on the Daily Wrestling News show. It's, you know what, you can we can start the rumor right now. We can start the room right now. We just broke some news again, John the Kind. It's the second time. <laughs> John the Kind, anything from your end? No, no. Just uh, looking forward to Roadblock tonight. Roadhouse. Alexa Bliss, we love you. Larry Steve, forever in our hearts. John Smith, we will see you back here next week. John the Kind, take it home. Thanks for joining us, and as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. Jersey Strong. <laughs>